you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? We are back getting into some shenanigans, and I am so excited for this episode. We've got Brock co-hosting. And going back to a couple weeks ago, we kind of recapped a podcast that we both enjoy listening to with a guy named Rob Dial, better known as the Mindset Mentor. And he's now here on Shenanigans. And I just have to know, how did this happen? How did we link up? Tell me. How did we get so fortunate? (laughs) So it's funny because my girlfriend came up to me one morning and she shows me a screenshot and she's like, hey, her friend, Bethany, her Bethany's friend, Hope, who listens to your show was like, hey, is this Rob, like Lauren's boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, it is. And so Hope sent it to Bethany. Bethany sent it to Lauren. Lauren came up to me and she's like, hey, you were on the show. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me look it up. And I actually listened to the entire episode because I was like, let me listen to somebody who's translating my words. And I was like, well, I want to hear it through somebody else. Okay. <laughs> and then I sent you guys a message and I was like, hey, thanks so much for doing it. And you're like, you got to hop on the podcast. And this is like, what, two weeks ago now? And yeah. we're already here. Mate, I, I definitely, for myself, when I go through and listen to your podcast as a business owner, I start out myself, it just, I enjoy the lessons learned from it. So when I, I and, and I always try, I want the best for my partner and everyone knows that. So like when I heard the, your podcast, it was just digestible. It was really easy to understand. And the, and your examples you give are very good examples. You kind of, is that, when, he, when, he, when yeah. he explains it and gives you like an example of what that could be. For example, you know, if you were married to somebody, you wouldn't have someone as a backup plan, which is in today's podcast. <laughs> well, like not. Exactly. So why have a backup plan B? Focus on yeah. plan A, which is, yeah. so your, your, your uh, examples are very easy to follow for sure. Thanks, and man. so when I listened to them, I was like, honey, have a listen to this. So she, I got her, I got her onto it. I'm always nagging at her and her mom, mm-hmm. but it, it's digestible. It's 10 to 20 minutes. Your podcast are great to listen to. And I, I, it hit, it finally hit like the amount of books I ask her to read, the yeah. amount of like one words or one line as I give it to her throughout the day. And then she actually 
took the time. And then the next day she's like, I want to talk to you more about those eight steps for success or yeah. to deal with anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so it was great. So thank you very much for introducing Sheena to being yeah. mindfulness, more aware um, and to practice that self-love. It's def difficult yeah. to do, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, I love it. I thought at first he was like sending me some like, I was saying this Joe before. Rogan yeah, two and a half like hour clip. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, I got a 30 minute drive. Like, I don't want to get into this right now. And then he's like, it's 19 minutes. Just listen. I was like, all right, fine. And it was the, your thoughts change your reality was the first one I listened to. And then after that, I mean, we listened to the most powerful tool for manifestation, mm -hmm. the stress and anxiety one. I was just listening to the fake friends one. And so now it's like everyone I've listened to, there's so many things that I can apply in my daily life. So yeah. thank you. You sure. are awesome. And I'm well, so happy you. you're here. So yeah, I'm excited to be here too. I, you know, I, people, I, I guess I could be called like a motivational speaker, but I don't, I don't really feel like I'm motivational. I just like to shoot people straight. And you know, what happened with me is, is I had a childhood where I went through a bunch of shit. And then I came to a point where I was like, Hey, like, let me try to figure myself out. Like I want my life to be better. So I started reading and learning and I happened to be in a job where I taught people, you know, that I was, I was in a sales position. I was a sales manager. So I had people that I trained and then I started seeing the changes in their lives. And when I left there, it was like this void where I was like, I just miss teaching people things. And, and so I was just one day, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And it was literally this microphone I already had, cause I'm a musician as well. And just put it out. And that was six years ago and over a thousand episodes. And so it's just been like, you know, it's, it's the, the thing I feel like I'm meant to do and it, I just love it. Wow. So you do three episodes a week. Yep. I do three episodes a week and then I do one with my, uh, my best friend and business partner. So we do four total. Okay. Do you do like a set day where you like record all of them? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thursday, my, my videographer comes over, we crank out three to four in a row and then we're done for the next week. Nice. And, and what's for you, obviously going through your lessons, why do you do that at batch creation? Why do you go through and apply you do all your prep for that. What does that entail? And then why do you do your batch creation? Well, so the thing for me is like, I'm really big on efficiency. And I think with a lot of people who, who have businesses, one of the things that holds them back is that they're trying to, you know, as a business owner, you're chasing so many different rabbits at one point in time. And it's easy to go, all right, for the next two hours, I'm going to focus on just creating these three podcast episodes. And I create the podcast episodes. I make the bullet points. I have a pretty good idea of exactly what I say. My videographer comes over for another two hours and then we just crank out the, the things and then we're done. I've noticed that my first few hundred episodes were literally, I would record them like the day before. And I would have this like feeling of something that I had to do like looming over me all day long. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> And it, it doesn't help to be productive when you have this thing that's like taking up mental energy. So if it's like, all right, my Thursday is my podcast day, I'm good. And then I can focus on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday for the rest of my business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing where this week I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing three podcasts this week, which I haven't done in over a year probably. And I feel good because I'm getting ahead of myself. But then I always worry when I get too ahead for my content that it becomes like, old if i'm talking about something that happened today and it releases yeah. in three weeks so i like that the one dedicated day where you just focus i need to be better about that well, rob so you guys you guys film one day for that week right because they're not they're not weeks behind right no that's what i'm saying for mine when i only put out one a week it's like i would love to do like this week i'm doing three yeah. and mm -hmm. i feel so good and accomplished that i'm like getting ahead of the game but then i'm like wait but what i'm talking about on wednesday isn't coming out for three weeks and then it's like old story 
but <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to dedicate now, like my Mondays are my like media days when I record, do like vlogs and all of that. So I like that. That's that was Rob said, Rob nailed it just then when you said your mental energy, because we can only mm-hmm. expand or give so much before you get tired. Fatigue mm-hmm. kicks in on all levels. So yeah. what's advice for all of Sheena's listeners out there, myself included, we've seen the world turn around to where you really have to be a big self-motivator right now, mm-hmm. especially in the pandemic with if you're not working or working from home. So with Sheena and I all working from home, what are some key factors that people or some habits that could help them be more efficient at crushing their day at home and getting the most out of that day? You just mentioned dialing in and segmenting timeframes to hit each different topic and like get this done for this window. Mm -hmm. Move on. What's uh, a couple more that we can share with everyone that I can learn? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really big on taking action because I mean, life is, life is super simple and I try to make things as easy as I possibly can. And whenever I write something, I'm like, how can I make this easier? How can I make this easier? How can I make this easier? And if you really dumb down like life in general, it's this simple. You either get what you want to in life or you don't. There's nothing that's in between. It's either white or it's black. You get what you want to, or you don't. And all it comes down to is either you take action towards what it is that you want or you make excuses as to why you're not taking action. And so you got to go, okay, so what's the most important thing is to take action. That's really what it is. Number one, one of the things, the first thing that pops into my head is make your environment conducive to taking action and doing what needs to be done. So if you're talking about like, how do we get more stuff done? Well, be very self-aware and go, well, what do I normally waste my time doing? If I waste my time on the couch scrolling, how can I make it harder for me to get onto the couch? Let me take all of my cushions and throw them inside of the room and now try to sit on top of your couch without any cushions on it, right? (laughs) Take your phone and literally lock it away. There's apps that you can do that will lock it for a few hours where it's like, I'm going to find out what's getting in the way of me taking action and try to create an entire environment that's conducive for me taking action. And then so the other thing that I have as far as taking action is... They have found that, that there's a, a technique called a Pomodoro technique, which means 25 minutes on, five minutes off. So when you're, whenever you're sitting down to get something done, let's say that I have to create a podcast episode. Let's use that as an example, right? I have a very specific routine that I follow every single time to tell my brain it's time to actually go into doing this. So I'll give you a good example. Whenever I'm going to work out, I have the exact same song I listen to at the very beginning of a workout telling my brain it's time to switch tasks. Whenever I go into focusing and getting stuff done, I have one song that I've been listening to for years that is my get get shit done song. And literally what I'll do is I have a routine the same way that Pavlov's dogs, for instance. You know, if you know the story of Pavlov's dogs, they would click a button and then, you know, make a noise and then they would give it a treat and they make a noise, they give it a treat, ring the bell, give it a treat over and over. And eventually they found out they'd ring the bell and the dogs would start to salivate. It's called classic conditioning. So they're conditioning the dog to expect that when they hear the sound, they're gonna get food. We think that we're super advanced, but we still have animal brains. And so it's like, how can I classically condition myself to take action? So if I'm sitting down to get something done, I literally have this this spot that I'm sitting in with you guys. This spot is the exact spot that I sit down to get stuff done. I'll come in. I have one song I listen to. I get tea. I drink the tea. I put on my headphones and I listen to the exact same song. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring as many of my five senses to know it's time to work. So also the other thing I have, you guys can't see, it's over to the side. I have a, what's it called? An essential oil diffuser. So I have a diffuser and I'll put in peppermint and orange. So my smell 
knows it's time to start working. My hearing knows it's time to start working. My sight knows it's time to start working. My taste from the tea knows it's time to start working. And so literally what I'm doing is I'm classically conditioning my brain to go, oh yeah, we're about to focus. And what people don't realize, and Andrew Huberman, who's a neurobiologist that I had on my podcast, says that mental focus will always follow visual focus. And so what I'll do is I'll literally stare at my screen for about three to four minutes and I'm trying to get my brain to go, all right, this is where we're going to focus. And your brain will have resistance to go do something. Like if you're going to go to the gym, the hardest part is what? Walking in in the first two minutes. Getting there. And then you're there <laughs> and you're good, right? Yeah. And so if you're going to sit down and you have like quote unquote writer's block, you're going to sit down and type out a book, for instance. It's not usually creativity block. What it is, is it's a resistance to a new task. And so what you do is you sit down and you can literally sit down and start for three minutes. I'm wearing color shirt I'm wearing it's like a salmon I'm wearing a salmon shirt it's uh 6 46 p.m it's Monday September 27th the sun is about to set it was 87 degrees out like I could just type I'm you know my my phone is red like I can go and just type stuff and eventually what I'm doing is I'm trying to get past the resistance point to then just take action for whatever it is I need to take action for I do 25 minutes on five minutes off 25 minutes on five minutes off 25 minutes on five minutes off and that's a 90 minute increment of just getting shit done I love that so what is um your background? Like, what did you study in school? Cause you just Science. are so, what like degree wise, did you? Yeah, yeah I dropped out. Okay. <laughs> I, I was wondering so, that. I'm like, did you get like a degree in like some sort of like psychology or something? Yeah. Or yeah, tell, yeah. you're just so I was. awesome and smart. I was getting a degree. So I was getting a degree in business and I started taking psychology classes. And I was like, damn, this is really cool. And I worked for a company that was a sales company. And I was like, oh, literally sales is all psychology, psychology. and mm -hmm. it's it's psychology it's persuasion it's understanding humans it's communication like it's the backbone of everything that we do like if if i'm having a conversation with you we just met i'm selling you on why you should like me and you're selling me on why you like we're selling each other on why we should like yep. each other and so so I, I worked my way up that was 19 when i started in that company by the time i was 21 i opened my own office with them by the time i was 24 and i left i had trained over 2,000 sales reps and done about $5.6 million in sales with them. And so what that made me do was really start to figure out who people were. And the reason why I dropped out was because I had a conversation with my mom and she goes, my mom's like really smart lady and she's never like followed the normal route. And she's like, hey, you know, I know this company is asking you if you wanna be promoted and you're not done with school yet, but you know, what's the reason why you go to school? And I was like, to make money. And she goes, aren't you already making way more than your professors are? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, so why are you still in school? <laughs> like my mom <laughs> talked me into dropping out of college, which, you know, was one of the best decisions I had. So, and my, the, and then from there, it just became like, I became obsessed with like, I just love, even if I didn't teach it, I just love learning about people. And it, I think humans and the human brain is the most interesting thing on the planet. Yeah. Hands down. You, you like, like you said, like, it's upsetting sometimes when I look at like the psychology influence of sales and marketing and mm -hmm. or you look at someone like Apple and they're addictive, like they're, they have, they hire professors in psychology to go ahead and make their app, make mm -hmm. Apple, Apple, you know, and it's, and it's so crazy to see the influence. And, and I guess even now through the pandemic, you've seen creative businesses pivot and evolve and figure it mm -hmm. out. But the subline of all of that, the underlying text of all of that is human behavior and psychology. Right. And I mean, it's fundamental. It's simple. You just got to be able to understand that. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, I mean, why would you not want to understand people better and how they work? And you, you know, like we're going through the whole world's gone through a lot of shit in the past 18 months. 
but we're basically in this big giant social experiment if you really watch it. And if you take a step back and don't identify with it, the same way that they say, like, if you're really stressed out, don't identify yourself with being stressed out. Instead of saying, I'm stressed, just say, I'm feeling, and I am stressed is I am identifying with a feeling and a feeling is a passing thing. So it's just like, if you look at a cloud, you're not going to say, I am that cloud. Cloud is just passing. It'll eventually be gone. So my emotions are the exact same. And so when I look at it, I'm like, okay, people are going through a lot right now. And if you can take a step back and look at it, you're like, man, it's really interesting to see what happens and how people change based off of fear, based off of what other people are saying, based off of what the media is saying. And so for me, just I've just been watching it and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening, but I can. Yep. When you see how an organism, all it wants to do is survive. And if you start to put some sort of fear out there, I'm not saying what, what's happening is good or bad at all. I'm just looking at it from a very like, hey, there's two different sides. I'm sitting in the middle, just watching and seeing this thing happen. I mean, why would you not want to know how people work and, yep. and yeah. watch these things and see how people react to what's going on in the, the world right now? Right. One of the things I took notes about is because I, I would say that since Brock and I have started dating, my anxiety has gone down significantly. I used to be a very anxious person. I'm on a reality show. I'm an open book. I'm just very exposed at all times. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he has definitely helped calm me and all of that. And mm -hmm. when I was listening to one of your episodes, I'm not saying like I have anxiety, but like I've felt anxiety in the past. Mm -hmm. And Brock had played this for my friend Lala and I when we were in solving a couple months ago. All these girls talk about their feelings and how like they how much anxiety. And, and, I, and I listened to them and it, it was I think it was just after that that one podcast I listened to and it, it's good. It's great because it's so much context in like little segments. And then like you can always immediately put it to work. You can listen to the, your podcast and go ahead and see it in real life. And then so like to have that conversation and then to have these girls from reality show talk about their feelings and who they are as feelings. I'm like, yeah, so I played it for them both. <laughs> and then this morning I was with her uh, doing a workout class and she was like, oh, who's on your podcast today? And I told her you and she was like, oh, my God, she's like the one she goes, not I have anxiety. Like I felt anxiety in the past. And I was like, <laughs> you took something from that. And like That's this right. was months ago. And like yeah. she listened. And even That's like awesome. when um, I never knew the meaning of abracadabra mm. until listening to your podcast. And you mm -hmm. said it's a Hebrew word for as I speak I create and I'm like mm. holy shit like I know just like there's just been so many things that I've taken from different episodes we've listened to and yeah I think it's very difficult for us as humans and for your audience listening like it's very difficult for us to be like wait it's that simple because we, we right. complicate things and we want to complicate things because if I complicate it I have an excuse if I complicate it I have a reason for why it failed mm. and I want everyone to understand like failure shouldn't be fear right we mm -hmm. talk you've talked about this plenty of times and and we can touch on that with everybody i think the ability to fail is the ability to fail properly by learning by your, looking back at what the actual steps were taken mm -hmm. and then what the effect was the cause and effect of that failure could lead to something better and that's, that's why i personally enjoy taking a chance because what's the worst it's what's the worst case that could happen i'm still standing right here thinking about it instead of just taking those right actions yep. i think it's difficult for your listeners and for some people and to kind of take those steps. Why do you think that is? I mean, if you, if you want to get down to the deep of it, I think everyone's biggest fear, 
like if you look at fears, right? Like not fears of like spiders, not fears of heights, any of that stuff. But I mean like the one fear that's holding him back the most. And I've, I've done this thousands and thousands, thousands of people. I've said, what's your biggest fear when I've given speeches and find out what it is. It's like, if I could give you like 90% of them right now, it's like the fear of rejection, the fear of other people's opinions, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of not being a good enough parent then fear of, of running out of money. You know, like it's, it's the fear of other people's opinions, the fear of being pushed out by their family, any of those things at the core of all of them is just the feeling of I'm not enough. And that's it. And at the core of the feeling, if I'm not enough is I'm not going to be loved. And that's really what it is. And at the core of it, no matter, and, you know, being a guy who was raised tough, all sports, you know, my father passed away when I was 15 from being alcoholic. He passed away on a Thursday. I went back to school on Monday. Didn't tell anybody, didn't, didn't act like it didn't even happen. Like we're taught to be tough, but to, to really go, you know what? Like all I really do want is just to be loved. And our fear is that I'm not enough in some sort of way. And so it's easier sometimes to not take action than it is to step into our fear and possibly be rejected. Like, you know, a lot of people say I'm a perfectionist, right? Everybody's a perfectionist. I think like everybody is, do do you want to know why? Because like, like, let's say I'm a painter, right? And, uh, and I, I'm in my basement, I'm painting all of the time and you come down you're like, Oh my God, Rob, these are amazing. Why, why, why have I never seen this before? I'm like, Oh yeah, well, you know, I'm, they're not, they're not done yet. They're not perfect yet. And you're like, well, you should go out and, and put these on and we should do a show and you should have people come see it. I'm like, no, 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 it's not done yet. It's not perfect yet. Perfectionism is a mask for a fear. And the fear is usually just the fear of rejection, the fear of not being accepted, the fear of not being good enough, fear of not being loved. Because essentially what I'm really afraid of, even though my biggest want in this world is to create beautiful paintings and to go show them to the world and make money off of it and be able to quit my job working at whatever Google. And I want to, I want to be able to paint and do something amazing. My biggest fear is that I'll be able to put like my entire heart and soul onto a canvas. And then somebody walks by not realizing that I'm the person who painted it and saying, yeah, I don't like this. Mm. Or, you know, I, I, he's going to charge a thousand bucks for that. I wouldn't pay a hundred bucks for that. Hearing that is the fear. So instead of getting to that point where I could possibly have rejection, I'd rather just stay inside of a bubble and not have to come in, not, not have to have my ego be destroyed by something like that. I was just talking about this last night with my mom. She has a room where she has um, these paintings hung up that she did it like those paint and sip type of things. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to do one of those, but every time she's done one, I haven't been able to make it. Mm -hmm. So this past summer we were up in Solvang and we did a paint and sip and I'm just like, I'm the perfectionist. And I'm like, I don't want to do this for the first time on camera, what if my painting's bad? Like, I mean, I painted in high school. I took art class in college. I was really artistic, but I'm like, I, you're right. Like I didn't want mine to be the worst one. And so- Luckily I was painting with her and mine was- (laughs) (laughs) I was like looking at my mom's and I was like, this is something that I was so afraid to do for the first time on camera because I was afraid of looking bad. And I'm, I've always been afraid of doing things for the first time in front of a camera because I want to have it prepped. I want to know ahead of time what the outcome is going to be, but I did it. I crushed it. I didn't win best painting, but I think it was definitely in the top three. And then it felt good. I was like, okay, like I need to just get more outside of 
my comfort zone and try new things yeah. because I mean, you just, you never know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah. I know, but I've been a perfectionist it, it, it's it's also, because I'm afraid of rejection. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every, it's funny. Well, I think, now I realize that I didn't yeah. realize that until this moment of why I'm, I just, yeah, I'm afraid of not looking the best. You're on a reality. And also it doesn't help the microscope that you, that you get put on when you're on a reality show. For no. sure. It's like all of us. Yeah, that's gotta, that's gotta be some crazy shit. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> like I'm under a microscope, but I, I don't, I don't, I think that it's gotta be way harder for you guys. There's just plenty of opinions, you know? And of I course. think, and I think that, and that's like the, the root of what you just said, then like people are really scared of rejection, but you're on a national television, but I will take my hat off to you this season, honey. We had a great time with it. You had someone that support. I think it's having feeling comfortable with somebody that can find your inner circle that can support you through that too. And that's finding either your mentors outside of it, or if you're at home, talking to your husband about something you want to do, or yeah, or talking to your wife, like, hey, look, like these are some things that I really want to change. Can you help me with that? Because if you get mm -hmm. the support, right? Mm -hmm. you ask for help, get that support. It makes it just buries that load with somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Failure is not final. Failure is just a function. That's all that it is. So it's like, you know, it's funny because, because what one thing that people don't think is they like, oh, if this guy's the mindset mentor, like he must have the perfect mindset. Like, no, my mind's, my mindset's fucked. That's why I'm the mindset mentor because I have to work at it every day. It's like, if you look at a guy who's, who's ripped, it's because he has to show up to the gym every single day to get there. Right. And so it's like, I wake up sometimes. And like you were saying, we were talking about anxiety a little while ago. I wake up and I feel anxious almost every single day. But it's like, I, I, I'm able to figure out, I've developed patterns to not make myself feel that way all the time. And that's why I can speak to it at, a, at what I feel is a high level is because I know how to pull myself out of it. And so when I teach stuff, it's like, I'm the guinea pig of those things. When you wake up in the morning, one thing that people don't realize is that your, your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, is actually at its highest the moment that you wake up in the morning. So you should naturally be more stressed out in the morning, more anxious in the morning. So if you think there's something wrong with you, you're actually pretty normal. The bad thing to do is to go and get coffee immediately though, because then that's going to make it even worse. But it's like, there's strategies to get yourself out of it. Like the ones you guys shared of how to make yourself feel better in those moments. And so it's like, just knowing that you're going to feel certain ways, you're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel sad. You're going to be afraid of fear and the fear of failure. But it's like, I always say the difference between a successful person, and unsuccessful person is not that the successful person is the fearless leader. As people always say, it's that they both feel fear. It's just one's learned not to listen to it anymore. They've just learned to kind of dance with it. Oh, here's the fear. All right, let's go ahead and move together versus like, oh shit. Like I've got to completely back off because I feel feelings of fear. That's a little bit more well-worded than what I say to <laughs> about, about fear and anxiety. Yeah. I, and, 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 and that's the one that I also don't help. So by you clarifying that and giving us those words, because it, to be able to support someone, you got to be able to word things very correctly, especially when you're dealing with fear and anxiety and these, these tormenting demons under the bed, you know, it's, it's a tough world out there, especially right now with feelings. Yeah. So the mindset mentor, was that a name that you came up with or did someone call you that once? And you're like, that's a good name for a podcast. Yeah. It, I had some people that started tagging me on Instagram and, you know, I get a lot of people that tag my stuff and they're like, you know, this guy's my mindset mentor. Cause it wasn't actually even originally called the mindset mentor Oh. before the mindset mentor is called the mindset and motivation podcast. And then it kept saying mindset mentor, mindset mentor. And what happened was I thought to myself, you know, as far as branding goes, 
if I go to any person, I'm like, Hey, who's the person that you follow for mindset? Like, who's your mindset? It could be like Tony Robbins. It could be this person, it could be this, be this person. You know, I'm 35, Tony Robbins, is like 61. The majority of the guys who are in this game are like 60, 70, 80 years old. Yeah. You know, they're going to retire or die pretty soon. I'm, I want to be the guy that's known as the mindset guy. So I was like, I'm going to start branding myself and trademark the mindset mentor as the person who is the mindset guy, because I don't feel myself getting away from this anytime soon. Like, I just feel like I'm getting deeper and deeper into the practice. And, and so for me, it was like, people started calling me that and I was like, Hey, that flows pretty well. Like the mindset mentor, that's pretty cool. And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh, I can, I can, nobody's, nobody's got this podcast name. This is probably about two and a half years ago. I switched it. And then I was like, I'm going to trademark this. And, and so it's kind of just stayed from there. That's so smart. I saw that um, you also follow Ed Milet on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I He's a friend of mine. I've had him on my podcast. And out of the, gosh, I don't even know how many I've done every week for three and a half years to this day still was one of my favorite interviews ever. And it's yep. not no, like I go more, you know, like kind of like the pop culture route. But then when I've had people like you and Ed on my show, I just think it brings such a different perspective to my show. And I really enjoy it. So I'm just, thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for having me. And that was, this is, this is fun because it's like, I, the reason why when, when we started talking on Instagram, I was like, this would be great. Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever spoken in front of your demographic before. Like there's people that might not have heard of it. And that's the cool thing. I was like, I, I would love to pop on and, and chat with you guys about these things. When we started this conversation, that's exactly what I wanted to do because I truly believe that if we can change our mindset of how we deal with our problems, you will, everybody that listens or your audience will have a better chance at having a happier day, a better mm. chance at achieving something that they didn't think they could do. You know what mm. I'm so impressed about? Even so everyone on the podcast, I got an ice tub. I put it on my balcony, an old freezer mm. and I painted <laughs> it. I put, I put some uh, water sealant in it. And for me getting an ice bath, it's challenging enough mentally and physically it's challenging to get in, get in there. I plugged it in, it freezes overnight, get out, break the ice up and we jump in. For me, I get in, I take, I take my deep breaths and I'm working my time up. I'm still at like the minute mark. Sheena just walks <laughs> across. She's like, I'm like, I can't try it. So I encourage her and then she gets in eight minutes straight, just like that. And, it. and I was just like, Rush. that is an immediate and that like immediate response to your willpower and, and mindset. Yep. Okay. And you can do so much more if you just do that. We're going, we're in the gym. We nearly get separated every time we go work out together <laughs> because she just doesn't have that same mindset. To mm-hmm. Everything else she does in life because it's either too challenging, too difficult. Now, I think there was a time in my life in the last decade when I kind of gave up that competitive spirit. I don't know what season it was of the show where I just felt <laughs> defeated and I was like, you know what? you win. I'm not going to keep fighting for the top spot, the most followers, all that. Like Mm -hmm. I give up, but then it just became a point where it was affecting me in more points in my life that I didn't really realize. And Mm -hmm. with Brock now, he's definitely helped motivate me and get me to be the strongest, best, most confident version of myself. And uh, I, I do love a good competition still. I'm just afraid of failure. I'm afraid of yeah. losing. I want to make sure yeah. I'm going to be better at it. I'm going to win. So the other day I was like, oh, I, I birthed a baby for five now months ago. I'm like, I can get in an ice bath. Like you are sure. such a pussy. I can do it. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I have to be better at this than him because I, I just, I have to. And I got in and I was like, it's not that bad. And he was just like, what? And then he starts timing me and he's just like, 
I'm like, go ahead, try and do eight minutes. Could, you could yeah, I, was, I saw it. I saw it on your stories. I was like, <laughs> she crushed you, right? Oh, hundred percent. But I was super proud that she believed in herself to do that. And if that means taking an L, I can take those L's. Yeah. I love it when you prefer, and I, and I definitely want this for your your followers, yeah. for our audience. So this being on reality shows for my first year, and a little bit different because we don't. <laughs> I tell everyone, we just don't hold our tongue. Like if you have a conversation, you have something in your head on the show, you just voice that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how outrageous it's going to be, you just say it. And then you just deal, you just go, which is kind of therapeutic because there's no kind of like you keep it in, you just say it. It's reality. And now this is a serious issue because you just insulted somebody very hurtly, very, very powerfully. So, <laughs> hurtly. Hurtly. <laughs> you, you hurt somebody with your words. Yeah. But I guess with your audience and having you on um, this season, I definitely took that role because I really liked that, to bring the best out of people. So I took a couple of guys, I took two of them on a nice bathing therapy session with me. We went to trim bonsai trees to help make decisions, which is like mm -hmm. cut off the sleek. At the end of that episode, I had a pile like this big and he had a pile like this big because he, could, mm -hmm. he couldn't make decisions of which ones to cut. <laughs> but it's awesome this season because that was the role I took. And I definitely want to say thank you, Rob, for guiding me through that. Um, through your podcast and through your words and your examples and your analogies, it definitely resonates. And if anyone out there is listening and they want to go ahead and listen to Rob, I'll go ahead and let you finish it off, brother, because you have got, I don't know if it's still okay, but you've got your, uh, your life, right? Workshop. You got your workshop. Do you want to tell me? Oh, that was, that was actually, today was the first day we had 1700 people live with us today. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. How can everyone go ahead and come listen to yourself Keep yeah. getting these words of wisdom every day. Where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, I always tell people the mindset mentor. If, you, if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on a podcast, it's the same exact way. Like I said, it comes out four times a week. And then, you know, social media, it's uh, Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. My only goal is, and I, it was funny, I found a journal literally from like six years ago when I first started doing this. And I said, my only goal is to make more positive content than anyone else alive. And I look at it, I'm like, I put out a lot of stuff now, but it's crazy because that was my focus six years ago and it's just continued to happen. So it's like, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm every YouTube, everywhere that you could possibly be, I try to be and at least just spread it. Cause some people like podcasts, some people don't like podcasts, some people are on Instagram scrolling. And so for me, it's just like, if I feel like, I mean, it's, I'll give you actually a pretty crazy thing that happened to me. I was on a plane in December, I was flying back home and there was like a loud bang right? It's crazy. I'm telling you the story. I'm about to literally get on a plane to Italy in three days. I'm like, it's going to show myself, right? So I forgot about this. It was like immediate, like, oh shit, something's wrong. Uh, about 10 minutes after we, we took off, they called the code red, which is not a good thing to hear on the plane. The left jet caught on fire. <gasps> and uh, yeah, I know people were showing me pictures after we landed. Thank God we landed. We were fine. But they had to turn it around. We had to go back to Atlanta. The fire marshal, actually the guy who's you know on the plane is usually um, the fire marshal. There's a, some sort of marshal. I can't remember what they're called. Air marshals? Um, what is it? The air, air marshal. Air marshal. Air marshal. Air marshal. Um, gets up and takes over the entire plane. They're like, code red, we got to do this, this, this. This is an emergency landing. I was in the very front row, so they made me go back a couple just in case I didn't get hit by any debris that would, you know, come through. Kind of some crazy shit. And I thought to myself, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to die, but if I do, I feel like I've done enough. That feeling was a great feeling of like, yeah, man, like I've done enough. If, yeah. if as long as this outlives me for a little while and, and people continue to listen to it and it helps people for however long that continues to go on then I feel like I've done enough. And luckily I didn't die and everything's still good. But that's always been my mission is just like to make as much positive content because I know what it feels like to suffer from your thoughts. 
You know, I, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be a, you know, a little kid and scared because you don't know what's going to happen with your father and you don't know what's, you know, he's, my father's an alcoholic. So I know what it feels like to kind of suffer and be stuck there. And so I feel like I've been able to get myself into a really beautiful state and I feel like I'm obligated to teach what has gotten me out of where I was. And, you know, people tend to, tend to, to resonate with it. So that's, uh, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Speaking of airplanes also, did I see on your story that you're learning how to fly? A plane? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm buying a plane by the end of the year and, and I'm going to wow. learn how to fly. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, number one, it's a really good tax benefit. So that's a good thing. So, <laughs> but also it's like, you know, I just did an event in Mexico and it was all about abundance. Right. And so I've been really, really like trying to tap into a frequency of abundance. And for me, what that means is that is I'll give you a good example. When I bought the house that we were living in now, I love my house. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm buying that house. And then as soon as they accepted the offer, there was like, a, oh shit, I've never paid this much money for anything. And, you know, I was raised really poor. Like my mom got rejected for food stamps because we had a car, you know, like you can't have a car and have food stamps, I guess. But, but that we were at that point. And so there was a, still a piece of me of like scarcity that was holding on like, Hey, don't, don't go spend money on this because you never know what's going to happen. And you, you know, you save money for a rainy day and all that stuff. And so I called him my best friend, my business partner, the one who's on my Thursday episodes with me. And I was like, Hey, I need you to speak abundantly to me. And we always say like, we, our phrase is this is abundant as fuck. Like that's what we say. And I was like, this house is abundant as fuck. I've got to get this house. But I'm like, I can feel myself going into scarcity. And he's like, dude, just imagine what it's going to be like to wake up in the feeling of being in that place and what it's going to feel like and how that's going to impact the feeling of waking up in a place that you love is going to impact the content that you create everything that you do how instead of your mind having to be thinking about you know we live downtown and downtown austin got pretty hairy for a little while there's a lot of homeless people and stuff and he's like so instead of worrying about if someone's going to break into your your condo you know just immediately you, you wake up and you you're surrounded by nature and think about that and i was like he put me into this like abundance frequency so anyways the reason why i'm saying this is because so we had this event that was this past week in Mexico that we ran. It was all about abundance and tapping into this frequency and how abundance, once you like start to go, I'm not like I'm gonna spend my money to be stupid, but I'm gonna try to like expand myself, like be, instead of being contracted, the feeling of like fear and contraction, I'm gonna try to expand into whatever else there is. And so I started talking with a guy at a mastermind I'm in and he has a plane. And I was like, you, I didn't even realize people can just like, I mean, I, I, I like knew it, but I didn't know it that you can just like buy planes and fly them wherever you want to. And you have, have to go through like four or five months of training. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. I never knew that level of freedom, you know, where you could just take off and go somewhere I, for a I, day. I felt that freedom last yesterday. I literally was <laughs> yeah. in Vegas with a friend of our Randall Lala, who we mentioned earlier, Randall yeah. at the Vegas work. I met him out there, went to the football game, halfway through, we're like, okay, we got to get out of here. He got a private plane. And when we got on the plane, in my head, it went straight to the fear of like scarcity. Because same here, I was raised mm -hmm. definitely in a low-income area, single mom of five. Like, mm -hmm. so I had that scarcity factor. And I looked, I looked over and it was just me and him on this private jet to fly back to LA. And I, I looked at him, I was like, like, and he looked at me, without me even asking it, because I think he thought realized what I was saying. <laughs> he looked at me, he's like, look, the reason why I work so hard is so I know if I need to get out of here, I can do this to myself. And he said that mm -hmm. one word to me. And I looked at him, I was just like, yeah, that's it. Because if I do work hard, these abundances that I would like to get, I can work for that. And, mm -hmm. and I've looked at him, I'm like, it's not like he's, he hasn't done this one-off. This isn't a one-off occasion for him. He's not splurging. He has worked his way up over many years, hundreds of movies produced. And now he's a movie director. Like he's worked his ass off to get to where he was at. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. It's a different life though. Like, and that's, uh, if you look at it, what do we all really want? We all just want freedom. 
right? We want freedom. My definition of success is to be able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. That's it. And, you know, I don't want to plane for just like, oh, look at me. I'm like, I'm not the type of person that likes to flex on Instagram. Like I don't even really show my life on Instagram, but it, but really what it is is like, I, I love the fact of like, you know what, who knows what's going to happen with COVID. And I don't like TSA and having to go through and get there three hours before and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's not fun to have to do that. And so I'm like, you know what, it would be cool to wake up and be like, Hey, do you, we have, you know, a place that we love that's in Sedona. It's called a Lote Cafe. Do you want to go to get a Lote Cafe tonight? Wait, we've been there. We love You've been that there? Place. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. you want to go to <laughs> We'll meet at a Lote Cafe one time then. Oh we'll fly God, in. The guys can fly in that. both on the oh, yeah, private planes and then we'll just go meet. We'll, we'll, schedule a, we'll schedule a date out there. We love Sedona. It's a good little getaway spot. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. we, uh, we spent, so when COVID hit, we were already there. We were supposed to be there for three weeks. We were there for four months and it was amazing just to be able to go there and there was nobody there. And, but it's like that feeling though. Like if I just want, if I, if I have a longing for something, isn't it pretty cool to be like, I could be there in a few hours. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and that's what everybody deserves. Everybody should have that level of freedom Mm -hmm. and to be able to think that they deserve that level of freedom. And you deserve it. You got to tell yourself you deserve it. And, and, and and if you believe you deserve that, you will take the right steps to work towards that freedom that you get. Yeah. And, and think about what the, the, the beautiful thing about it. And the thing I love most about it is not, is not buying the thing. It's not building the business. It's who I need to become in order to achieve that thing. Right. That's really what it is. That's most exciting for me is like when we were talking about competition earlier, I'm super competitive. Like when you look at my, my strengths finder, which is a, a, a test on like all of your different strengths, your personality tests, competitiveness is my number one strength, but like, it's not really against other people anymore. It's just about who I once was. You know, and I just want for me to be able to get to a point to get this thing or this thing or this thing, or to be able to impact this many people, it's going to require a different version of me than I currently have today. And that's what I'm trying to build into. I love it. I love that. You got me. It's it's the best, mate. I'd love to keep talking to you for hours on end because it's so easy just to chat with you, bro, but I appreciate it. And I'd like to put a a special shout out to Beth for contacting Hope that texted Lauren to double check that was your your podcast. (laughs) Hope to Bethany, to Lauren, to Rob. That's how we got it. (laughs) Yes. And thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. You guys be sure to check out Rob Dial's podcast, The Mindset Mentor. See you guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sheena Shay. Shay FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shay. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me Uh, With the boys at the table getting tipsy Miss me, kiss me one more time Get over here boy, I'ma make you mine Do you want it?